Welcome to track number one of the Mega Church. Share your word in Jesus' name. We pray that your spirit will lead us into all of your will. And we thank you for good things that are taking place in our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. It is good to be here with you again in Canada. The last time we met was in Pastor Andy's house. <laughs> we had a camp meeting last time in Pastor Andy's house. And um, so there's progress. Because we've, we've come somewhere else today. Amen. Amen. That's good. So, been looking forward to coming here. Managed to squeeze it in. And we are here today. Um, what we are going to do is tonight as a starting as a starter you know when you go to a Chinese restaurant you have some starters so we are just going to have a starter tonight and close early so that we can start early in the morning tomorrow Amen how many think it's a good idea great so I want to teach you a song to start with um, how many know that the Holy Spirit enjoys it when you sing? Let's look at Psalm 100. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with singing. Amen. So the Lord enjoys singing. Otherwise he wouldn't have told us to come before him with singing. Amen. Alright. Now, um, how many of you have this book, The Mega Church? How many do not have it? Can I see your hands? Okay, great. Because I'm going to be sharing out of this book. Alright. What's the noise? Is it the heater? Okay. Now, I wish you all had this book. But do you have some for sale? Available? Who's your bookshop manager? Ivana. Koshi. Who's the bookshop? Jocelyn, where is she? Bookshop. No have. No have books. Okay. You don't have an organist, but you have a voice. And so we are going to sing. Let's write this words down. It says, There is an anointing here. There is an anointing here. There is an anointing here. The next line is falling over me. Alright. The next line is touching my soul and changing my heart. That's the whole song. Well, part one. Alright. Have you got that? There's an anointing here. 
falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart the next uh, the chorus of the song is my spirit and my soul are being filled my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit alright it's just two lines my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit that's the first line the second line is my life will never be the same again is that not nice my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit my life will never be the same amen all right have you got it okay so we sing have you you've all got it there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart do you know it already okay no the way you were singing with me i thought that you know there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing changing my heart my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the holy spirit my life will never be the same my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the holy spirit my life will never be the same there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing my no 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 <laughs> and change <laughs> touching my soul changing my heart all right there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart all right there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing change no no changing my heart changing my heart all right there's an anointing falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart oh my spirit my spirit and my soul are being filled 
with the power of the Holy Spirit my life will never be the same my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit my life will never be the same there's an anointing here there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart there's an anointing here there's an anointing here falling over Touching my soul and changing my heart. Oh, my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. Oh, my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. There's an anointing here. There's an anointing here falling over me, touching my soul and changing my heart oh there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart my spirit my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit my life will never be the same hallelujah alright now listen how many of you ladies would like it if you were not married alright and a brother comes to propose to you and then he comes to propose to you and then he brings his notes and then on the day that he's proposing to you he says dear Lucy I have come this evening to speak a word of life unto you I propose that I love you with all my heart. How many would like that? Do you think you, you do you think that he's going to succeed? Well, it's not real, isn't it? You read that. Uh, I love you sincerely. I appreciate you dearly. I consider you every evening. No, it's not going to work. Is that not so? But if he comes without any paper, you get it, and he just comes and says. Man, 
my soul and my soul are always, you know, enchanted when I see you and when I think about you. How many think that that one would be more powerful? Even if it doesn't have the, the exact English words. You get it? Yeah. It will still work. It will work better. So that is how God feels. You know, when we come to Him, <laughs> my spirit and my soul, I how I love you, Lord. I care about you, Lord. It's not real. You get it? So I, one thing that I have learned, that I had to learn, because I always, you see, because the worship is always done before the preaching, the worship is always seen as something that is being done to while away the time till the important thing can happen. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? So, even like worship songs, most of the songs, we don't really know them. It's like the leader knows the song and we sort of come in at the last word. Because at the last word, you know what, the, what it's going to be usually. Yeah. I'll be in fear that you just fail. Just join. But God has shown me that to be able to worship Him, I have to actually decide to learn songs so that I know them by heart. And then I can sing to Him. In fact, so without that first part, I will never be a worshiper. Yeah. That is the part where I decide to learn a song intentionally. Not that I keep learning it by catching up with the song as I hear a hundred times in church. That's different. That is what we all do. Yeah. We just sort of keep catching up. Yeah. But God is saying and showing us that we need to intentionally decide. Yeah. Sandra, huh? to learn the song. Araba, huh? we need to decide. And you are going to decide from today. Yeah to decide to learn songs to worship him yeah. and in fact your life is going to change yeah. the Holy Spirit will come into your life and make a difference the Holy Spirit speaks to me all the time yeah. when I sat in a plane when I was coming to Europe this time well I was coming to America I was over probably a part of Holland as we were landing and I looked out of my window you know uh, like the man said in Solomon's uh, Proverbs I looked out of my window and I beheld a young man void of understanding <laughs> you know he went her way to his corner his way to her corner to meet the strange woman and like an ox goes to the slaughter you know like a fool to the correction of the stocks Remember that Proverbs yeah. 6 and 7? Yeah. And uh, I looked out of my window, the Spirit showed me four important things which I will not share with you. <laughs> but I just saw things, the Spirit just spoke to me. And I tell you, the Holy Spirit is real. Very, very real. And He can make a difference even in our understanding of the Word of God. You see, some people don't understand why people fall down under the path why people have experiences with the Holy Spirit one of the things the things is that God touches you so that now you can see yeah. and understand yeah. because you know sometimes we are with God for a long time and suddenly you understand and say, oh I now understand what this man has been saying all along 
It's too different now. I can understand it. It's because the Holy Spirit has worked on you. And sometimes even the Holy Spirit, by experience and hard knocks, have worked on you. But you don't need to go through the school of hard knocks before you can learn certain things. You can learn now. So as I looked out of the window, the Holy Spirit showed me certain things. When I was coming here, I was flying in this plane. Pastor Joel put me in a plane with propellers. <laughs> and I was sitting by the door, which had a hole in it. And so the cold wind, I didn't know that, you know, the cold, and my feet were getting so cold. We're flying in the sky, you know, minus 50 degrees, kind of. But as I looked out of the window, the Holy Spirit showed me very fantastic revelations because he was in the plane with me. When I was in the car coming, I had a vision of somebody in the church in Maryland and I saw certain things happening to the person. I said, my God. Recently I officiated a wedding. You know, somebody once asked me, why is it that people don't fall down under the path when you lay hands to them at weddings, you know? <laughs> is it that the Holy Spirit does not, cannot move, you know, and so on? And it's a good question. <laughs> but the last wedding that I officiated a week ago or so, that's the first time I saw the couple falling down under the power, wearing the white dress, wearing the suit, and they were going down. When I laid hands on, as soon as I laid hands on the bridegroom, I was in the spirit and I saw a vision of him. And God took me back. And then I began to cry myself. Because I remembered how. When God, the things that the Lord was just showing me. And they, would, they began to fall. And I laid hands on the bride and they were all falling down. And the bridegroom was holding the bride and the bride was holding the bride to prevent themselves from... <laughs> I say the Holy Ghost is real and He can be involved in everything that you are doing and saying. You close your eyes for a moment and the Holy Spirit is speaking. The language of the Holy Spirit is visions and dreams. If you are not prepared to talk His language, you are out. I say if you are not prepared to talk His language, you are out. You know, that's why I'm interested in learning how to speak Spanish. Because if I can speak Spanish, I can talk to about 25 different new countries. When I can't speak their language, I'm out. I just stay there and they stay here and then we don't flow. This song I'm teaching you is a Spanish song. Hay un anción aquí cayendo sobre mí tocando mí cambiando mi ser mi espíritu y mi alma está llenando Con el poder del Espíritu Santo, mi vida nunca más será igual. Mi espíritu y mi alma está llenando con el poder del Espíritu Santo. Mi vida nunca más será igual. Aleluya. Amen. I learned that song in Colombia and I translated it for you. I'm sure you, I'm sure you, thought, I'm sure you thought it was originally in English. Amen. But I'm saying, you see, the Bible says, Come 
before his presence with singing Amen. singing and the Bible says God inhabits Psalm 100 verse 2 the Bible says God inhabits praises he lives there you know he doesn't live in Canada or live in Africa or live anywhere he lives in praises in worship no matter how much you know the word if you become a worshipper you begin to be nearer God in a living in a real way and I want you to experience God in a real way because you need it a few weeks ago we were having our fasting and prayer meetings and I was praying for people and I was just going along the line going along the line going along the line then I got to a point I remember just a particular point and there I said man there is a witch here I knew there was a witch there I mean I just came to that area and said there's a witch in this area but you know then I looked across and I saw somebody and then you know, I thought to myself man you are thinking things you, you, you feel that she looks like a witch there's somebody there was somebody who looked you know what it looked like well you know what <laughs> It's like you sort of think that this person looks a bit odd, a bit queer. And so this person must be, you know. So I, I said, no, 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 no. There's some, I mean, I'm just, it's just a human something. Because you see, the voice of the Holy Spirit is very much like a natural thing. It's like you need a lot of faith to walk with God. The just shall live by faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Jocelyn, Second Corinthians chapter... Second Corinthians chapter. Hey man, we're going to have sword drill here. <laughs> Didi. Second Corinthians. I'm even giving you that you are lucky that you have the Corinthians. Ten. There's what? Now what? Do you, what is it? My brother, what's your name? David. King David no idea but we walk by faith not by sight we walk by faith not by sight anyway 2 Corinthians 5 7 I'll ask you again so please write it down I brought a list of scriptures that every one of you must know and I'm going to give it to you to prepare for an exam next time I come it's going to be an exam if you are not ready just call me and tell me not to come <laughs> alright but I'm going to come alright I'm doing that now because I realize we don't know so many basic scriptures it's, it's, um, it's something amen now what was I telling you I was telling you that's all this person I, but anyway I just knew that there was a witch around so you know what I did I asked is there anybody here who uses kind of maybe a talisman or something for protection I just you know I was trying to find some way to to get into that and then somebody down there lifted up his hand and then I looked this way and the person that I had thought but you know I was thinking maybe my mind she also put up her hand like that I said, anyway and I said get rid of it it's a very bad thing so I just prayed for all of it but I didn't even want to lay hands on her on, 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 the, on that person on Sunday I was sitting there after church this lady came middle-aged lady you wouldn't you wouldn't suspect I think she's probably I don't know what she was I think she's a nurse or something 
about 42, 43. She came. So she wanted to see me about something. I said, fine, sit down. She sat down. I said, what is it? There's something that I have to tell you. I said, what is it? Um, I've been involved in certain things. I said, like what? Well, you know, witchcraft. So witchcraft. So I asked her, are you a witch? She said, yes, I am. That was the exact lady that was standing there. That day. I, I remembered her face. She said, I am a witch. She said, my husband is dead. I said, do you have anything to do with the other one? Yeah, I killed him. Oh, yeah. Then I began to talk to her about some... I said, who, I mean, she was saying all sorts of things. You see, ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit is real. God just revealed to me. I was just laying hands peacefully on people. I was just peacefully laying hands on people. And suddenly the Holy Spirit showed me there is something there. Here. I tell you, we need the Holy Spirit in our lives and our ministries. And God can speak to you and bless you. And one of the ways is to worship Him. Worship Him really and genuinely. So that He can be with us. How many want the Holy Spirit? How many feel that the Holy Spirit is here? Powerful. And some people say, you know, they say, how many can feel the Holy Spirit? People lift up their hand and you look around and say, what are they feeling? I don't feel all this is their sin. But as you worship, you will feel what they are feeling. And you will know what they know. Hallelujah. Alright. So, there's an anointing here for holding on by me touching my and changing my heart Oh, there's an anointing here Falling over me Touching my soul And changing my heart My spirit and my soul My spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. Oh, my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. Amen. Now I'm going to teach you another song, which you may know already. When the Lord brought us back, write it down. Do you know it already? I'm sure you all know it. Some of you don't know it. Alright, this is Psalm 126, verse 1 and 2. Okay. When the Lord brought us back. Have you got that? There are four big lines. Listen, let me tell you something. How many of you go to school still? School. Okay. Your mind works in uh, sections. Your, your mind needs to group things. Once your mind categorizes things and groups them, then your mind can locate them. Okay? So, anytime you are learning a whole lot of things, try and group them and group them and try and have a code to remember the groups as soon as you have a code to remember there are four groups when you enter one group 
you will remember have something else that will help you to remember it huh do you understand what I'm saying when I was in the medical school I learned things in groups and people thought I was a wizard you you like for instance if you say causes of pain in the right iliac fossa this is the right iliac fossa down on the right the mnemonic for it was acute appendicitis which is a group now a acute a means this c means this u means this so when you go for the exam is a young man tell me the causes of pain in the right iliac fossa which is a common question or what so a, a man walks into the emergency room and he's got a terrible pain on the right side here what what could be going on the media group is acute appendicitis a stands for this c stands for that u is for that t is for that e is for that that's acute appendicitis a for this p p e n d i c and every letter gives you the next course you got everything correct and they are standing there so man brilliant all he has is just a grouping of names you understand what I'm saying? So with songs, you can't easily remember. So you've got to have a way of grouping the thing. Are you still around? Yeah. Remember this when you do your exams. Because it's not easy to remember the same thing, a hundred of them. Huh? You get it? The same thing, thousand. Thousand of the same thing. But if you know that there are twenty groups, and in this group there are seventeen, in this group there are four, then it comes better. Anyway, that's for those who are Father, open our eyes and our heart to receive wisdom in this camp meeting in Jesus' name. Alright, so there are just four sentences in this song. Okay, four groups. Alright, the first one is, When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom. And it's just like a discussion. Somebody has coke for me, I hear. Can you just let me have that? When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom. That's the first line. You got that? Second line. We felt so good. We felt so strong. At first, we thought we were dreaming. Have you got the second line? Have you got the second line? We felt so good. We felt so strong. At first, we thought we were dreaming. Amen? Have you got that? Third line. How we laughed. How we sang. We were overflowing. That's the third line. No, uh, Ben, bring it. Let me just. How we laughed. The next one. How we sang. We were overflowing. You got it? You got it? And the last line is. Then we heard the people saying, Look what the Lord has done. All right. Will you remember how many lines are there in the song? Four lines. First line is, and the first two start with W. When the Lord, when the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom, then the second line also starts with W. We felt so good, we felt so strong. At first, we thought we were dreaming. 
Mm. Then the next line starts with H. For how we laughed, how we sang, we were overflowing. Then the next line, then we heard the people saying, look what the Lord has done. Now, the, the chorus is, the Lord has done, the, this is a, write it down, this is a chorus. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. That's all. Amen. Have you got that? The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Okay, the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Okay, let's go. When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom, we felt so good, we felt so strong. At first we thought we were dreaming. Ladies, dreaming. How we sang, how we sang. We were overflowing. Then we heard, then we heard the people saying, Look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy, with joy, with joy. How many knew it already? How many did not know it already? Oh, good. So I'm teaching you something you don't know. That's good. So, when the Lord... Now let me tell you, don't worry if you don't have an organist. Your voice is nicer than any organ. Yeah. Made in heaven. Exactly. Piano made on F. Which one is better? Directly made by God. Invented by God. Amen? Amen. So everybody should sing. When we get everybody to sing, then the whole thing works. Okay? When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom, we felt so good, we felt so strong. At first we thought we were dreaming, dreaming. The ladies will sing, dreaming. Okay. When the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom, we felt so good, we felt so strong. At first we thought we were dreaming, dreaming. How we laughed, how we laughed. How we sang, we were overflowing. Then we heard the people saying, Look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us. And we are filled with joy, with joy, with joy. Mm, 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 mm. 
Okay, now listen. Let's take the chorus. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. When the Lord brought us back. And restored our freedom. We felt so good. We felt so strong. At first we thought we were dreaming. Dreaming how we laughed. How we laughed. How we sang. How we were overflowing. We overflowed. Then we heard the people saying, Look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. When the Lord brought us back and restored and restored us we felt so good we felt we felt strong felt so, at first first we thought we were dreaming dream how we laughed how we laughed how we sang we were overflowing we were overflowing then we heard the people then we heard the people say, look what the Lord, look what the Lord has done. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy, with When the Lord, come on now, when the Lord brought us back and restored our feet, we felt good, man, we felt strong, at first, first we thought we were dreaming, dreaming, how we laughed, how we sang, we were overflowing, then we had the people, People saying, Oh, look what the Lord has done. Oh, the Lord 
great things for us and we are filled with joy and Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy I tell you, the Lord is going to turn your captivity in this. At first, you think you are dreaming. I said, at first, you think you are dreaming. Then you will hear the people saying, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done for him and for her. Amen. Amen. You know, this song describes how the Lord deals with us. In my Christian life, I will say that this is exactly what it, what it is. When the Lord turns your captivity, at first, you are like somebody who is dreaming. How you laugh and how you sing and you feel so good and you feel so strong, you are overflowing. Then you begin to hear the people say, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And all that you say is the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. With joy. With joy. Some of you are going to walk down the wedding aisle wearing your white dress you'll be the star and you will say the Lord has done great how you will laugh and how you will sing at first you think you are dreaming amen, amen. amen. some of you are poor today but you'll be rich tomorrow amen. at first you think you are dreaming amen. amen at first you think you are dreaming amen hallelujah I'm going to teach you another song so that you can how many are enjoying the song so far good isn't it alright this is the hour of visitation that's the title of the song or hour of visitation alright ready go are you ready this one also has just four lines this is the hour of visitation that's what the song the word says this is the hour of visitation the next line is hear the spirit call out to every person hear the spirit call out to every person have you got that so the first line is this is the hour of visitation second line is hear the spirit call out to every person all right third line is come let us enter in come let us enter in have you got that come let us enter in the next line is Bow down and worship him. This is the hour. The last line is, This is the hour of visitation. Very easy, isn't it? This is the hour of visitation. Hear the Spirit call out, to every person come let enter in 
Bow down and worship him. This is the hour of visitation. All right. Now, the chorus is, while he is calling, comma, calling. Have you got that? While he is calling, comma, calling. The anointing is flowing, comma, flowing. And the last line is, this is the hour of visitation. Hallelujah. How many want an hour of visitation to strike you? Man, this is the hour of visitation. I've been praying that I will see Jesus. I will, my eyes will be open. I will see angels. One day I will see them. I will see Jesus. I'll come and tell you in Toronto. Hallelujah. I don't want to miss my hour of visitation. How many don't want to miss your hour of visitation? God is visiting us. Amen. All right. This is the hour of so this I go Okay? This is the hour of visitation. Hear the spirit call out to every person. Dum dum dum. Come let us enter in. Come let us enter in. Come let us enter in. Bow down and worship him. This is the hour of visitation. This is the hour of visitation. Hear the Spirit call to every person. Come, let us enter in. Come, let us enter. Bow down. Bow down. This is the hour of visitation. Are you with me? Okay. While he is calling, calling, his spirit is falling, falling, anointing is flowing, flowing. This is the hour of visitation this is the hour of visitation hear the spirit call out to every person come let us enter in bow down and worship him this is the hour of visitation. This is the hour of visitation. Hear the Spirit. Hear the Spirit call out to every person. Come let us enter in. Come let us enter in. Bow down and worship Him. This is the hour of visitation. While He is calling, calling, 
His spirit is falling, falling, anointing is flowing, flowing. This is the hour of visitation. How many believe this is your hour of visitation? This is the hour of visitation. Haitian, come on now. Hear the Spirit call out to every person. Come, let us enter in. Come, let us enter in. Bow down and worship Him. This is the hour of visitation. While He is calling. Oh, his spirit is falling, falling, anointing is flowing, flowing. Oh, this is the hour of visitation while he is calling. Call, oh, spirit is falling, falling, anointing is flowing, flowing. This is the hour of visitation when the Lord brought us back. And restored our free. We felt good. We felt so good. We felt so at first. First we thought we were dreaming. Dreaming. How we laughed. How we sang. We were overflowing. Then we had the people. The people say, Look what the Lord, look what the Lord. Come on, the Lord has a great taste for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has a great taste for us, and we are filled with joy, with joy, with joy. When the Lord Brought us back and restored our freedom. Felt so good, felt so strong. At first we thought we were dreaming, dreaming. How we laughed, how we sang. We were overflowing. Then we had the people, then we had. A Look what the Lord, look what the Lord has. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy, with joy, with joy. Hallelujah. How many believe the Lord has done great things for us and is going to do great things for us? 
beyond your wildest imagination. Anybody here whose vision is money, money, to have money, to have television, radio, carpet, uh, chairs, gadgets, your vision is very low. Small vision, very small. I want to tell every one of you here that in this lifetime, by the grace of God, all these things you will have them. In fact, in my short life, what I have noticed is that these things come, we get them anyway. So it's not worth having that as a vision. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's like, it's like trying to have a vision to be 25 years old. By eating and drinking, you will become 25. <laughs> so it's not something to have a vision for. But if you have a vision that by the age of 25, I will be this or I'll be that, that is a better vision than having a vision just to be 25 because it's part of life to be 25 years old. So I'm saying that to have a television, to have a radio, to have a carpet, to have a husband, to have a wife, God is going to provide for you. You just have to stay in the house of the Lord for some time. God will give you a husband or a wife. It's not something that you have to work for. If my wife was not alive today and I needed a wife, I have too many uh, places to choose from. (laughs) It's one of the least struggles in terms of uh, potential wives. Oh, man. Why? If you are working in the house of the Lord, you don't lack. But it's when you are outside. See, because you are when you when you are outside the house of the Lord, that is when you are now struggling to even know somebody. But if you work for God, you know somebody. Let me tell you something. Many things that people struggle for, they are struggling because they are outside of God's will. I don't struggle for money struggle for money. I've been coming to Canada up and down. No, no, none of you are taking uh, $50 to, to, to tip me. I've told you before you can't tip me. I'm not a waiter. Amen. Amen. I don't need your $50. I'm not in need. The Lord lays on your heart to bless me. I'll receive it and I'll pray for you and I'll thank you. But I, I don't go around hoping that somebody will bless me. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> I'm not in need. I'm just working for the Lord. And I'm happy to be working for the Lord. When You, you see, some of these things that we have had a vision for, God has sh- shown me they're so low. anybody who is struggling to find a husband or a wife is not working in the house of God. Because it's one of the easy things to find if you are working in the house of the Lord. People are bowing down their heads. (laughs) You know something? You know, I'll tell you something else some people don't have friends that's one of the things I've also come to see that some people don't have friends they don't have friends they don't have like somebody to chat with and some of you don't know what that is about because you've got friends even in Toronto it's cold and everything. you've got friends 
and the reason why you've got friends is because you are in church and you are serving God that's how it's not a struggle to have somebody to know or somebody to talk with or somebody to pick up a phone and call have you heard this is going on have you there's, there's no struggle because because you you are in church and you are relating with people so something there are people who struggle to to have somebody it's their great need but if you come and work in the house of God man, you will not struggle to know somebody it's when you stay in your isolated corner you will always be wondering who is your friend <laughs> who is your friend in this life just work for the Lord you will not need friends people who know you people who are thinking about you people will always think about you because you are, you are deep down in the house of the Lord so some of these visions I want money television carpet what is a carpet what is a carpet <laughs> I, want to, I want to change my carpet a car what is a car man the Lord revealed to me that a car was like a pair of shoes you put it on and you take it off when you need it put it on when you need it take it off I don't struggle to have a car I'm just working for the Lord in fact I don't even own a car I don't even own a car. I just use a car. <laughs> I, I don't need to say, this is for me. My name is here. Dag Hayward Mills, P.O. Box. No. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't have to and I don't. I don't. The car that I use at home, it belongs not to me. It belongs to the church. So I just use the church's car. I'm working for the Lord. I'm blessed. All I need to do is be able to use a car. I can't eat the car. <laughs> I can't bite it. I can't take it into the grave with me. I can't take it to heaven. All I can do is to use it whilst I'm here. That's all I need. But you see, there is something in all of us human beings to own, to have things which we don't need. Yeah. You go home and count all the things you don't need in your house. Plenty. The day that you are moving, you will be sad. <laughs> have you ever wondered why when people are moving, it's such a struggle? Because of all the junk that they have, all the rubbish that they don't. You ladies should take your clothes and just give them away. Shoes. My wife has so many shoes and I have just one pair or two pairs of shoes. <laughs> and I told my wife that, you see this small space here, allow me to pack my shoes here. <laughs> and one day I came and I realized my shoes had also been moved. I said, oh my one space, up until you are taking it away. <laughs> Let us have a higher vision. Because these things, you will have them. Some of you, you're, you pass by shop, your prayer is for this red pair of shoes. For this color of shoe to match with this color of dress. You see like the dress that uh, Didi is, uh, this thing that Didi is wearing there. Some of you are praying for shoes to match that <laughs> color. And that's your vision. Why should you have such a vision? Why should you have such a vision? You will have it anyway. Yeah. You will have it anyway. It's part of the things that are going to come as you serve the Lord, it's not something you should pray about. Please. There are a whole lot of things I don't pray about. 
Do you think President Clinton is praying for shoes? Or President Bush is praying for shoes now? He's thinking about nuclear weapons. He's thinking about bigger things. Why should you think about such? Well, God is saying, go higher. I said, go higher. When I was in secondary school, there were people who were praying for husbands. and You have prayer meetings, praying for themselves, for their future partner. Hey, it is okay. But I never prayed for a future partner or about it. I prayed about the work of God for souls to be saved, which is a higher job. And those other ordinary things, they, they come as they come. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, this camp meeting is going to be a special time Amen. for you. Amen. And I want you to just excuse me, just um, flow with what God will tell you pers- excuse me, personally. Amen. Amen. So now, the title of this first message for 10 minutes, because I want us to close by 12 latest, it's quarter to 12, is called The Vision. The Vision. The Vision. vision now the Bible says without a vision the people perish what verse is that hey we are going to struggle at this camp maybe we should just stop the camp and just go through scriptures I think maybe it's it's something that we should do tomorrow morning we'll start scripture um, tests because it seems that our scriptures are finished. Hmm? What do you think? Nobody's minding me. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So now, I am giving you a vision. And this is the vision. The vision is the mega church amen the mega church okay when i was coming i was asking the lord what should i share about and the lord was impressing on me that i should share about church growth church growth the church growing amen Amen. all right now so the first thing for us to have under at the mega church is to have a vision for the mega church Amen. amen now that was what I was trying to tell you at the very beginning. Why should you have a vision, Larry? To buy shoes. You get what I'm saying? It's not worth it. There are higher things you can have a vision for than having a vision. Have a, my, vision is to, my vision is to get married. Ladies, you will get married. You know, let, 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 me, let me tell you something. You see, because I have been a pastor for some years. Have you heard that saying, life begins at 40? Huh? Yeah. Have you, do you know that you cannot be the president of America and certain countries until you are 40? Yeah. Huh? Do you know why? By the time you are 40, you have seen many things. I'm not yet 40, but I'm getting there. And I have seen many things. And one of the things that I have seen is that most of the time, everybody gets married. Another thing that I've also seen is that 
there is always somebody who likes somebody. Yeah, there's always somebody who will like you. But we are born with a fear. You know, my little daughter, she's five years old. You know what she told me the other time? She was talking, I was telling her a story. I was chatting with her at home. And then she said to me, Daniela, she said, and uh, so when I, I, I forgot what it was, but this was a part that I remember. And she said, so when I grow up, will anybody choose me? You know, will anybody choose me? In fact, she said, she was saying something and she said, and nobody will choose me. I said, oh, somebody will choose you. <laughs> somebody will choose you. Daughters and sisters, somebody will choose you. Yeah, yeah. Relax. relax. I said, relax. relax. Don't destroy yourself yeah. by fear. Many years ago, the Lord told me, never do anything out of fear. Now, if we were standing in this room and suddenly your eyes were open and here was a demon standing right here and the demon said, come follow me. And then he goes out through the door. Satan is leading you and you go out through the door. Let's say that this was happening. Uh, uh, Jocelyn, this was happening. You're going. How many would feel happy for Jocelyn as she moved out following the devil, the demon, dressed in black with some red, this thing, some spear? How many would feel happy, safe? Ben, wouldn't you want to rush out there, take your spear, and also follow to see what is going on? <laughs> huh? Ben, wouldn't you want to be sure what is going on? You try and check. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. Anybody who is following a spirit, an evil spirit, is not following a good thing. You don't know what is going to happen to the pet. Very, very dangerous. And so the Lord showed me because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. In other words, the fear is not a mood. Yeah. It's not a feeling. It's not an attitude. It is a spirit. And so when you are afraid, you are being influenced by a spirit. A spirito. And when you follow things, ask, always analyze, am I doing this out of fear? Am I following a devil? The first time I was going to Colombia, I heard that it was very dangerous. And I didn't want to go. And the Lord spoke to me on the plane. I fell into a dream and the Lord, the Lord spoke to me in a dream. And that's why I actually went. But I realized that if I'm not doing the thing, if I don't go because God says don't go, that is good. But if I don't go because I am afraid or because of fear, then what is leading me and influencing me and making me take the decision is an evil spirit. And if I follow that thing, I will not be blessed. Never follow things because of fear. Don't do anything out of fear. Amen. Amen. How did we get into that? What are we talking about? The mega church. All right. Now, there was a reason why I was telling you about all this. But anyway, um, God wants us to have a mega church and we must have a vision so sisters I was telling you don't let your vision be marriage let your vision be greater than marriage let your vision be God's house amen can I have an amen Amen. alright so vision is that the church should be greatly increased number one I'm going to give it to you in many biblical uh, ways 
that your first vision should be that the church should be greatly increased amen the church should be greatly increased greatly increased turn to job chapter 8 verse 7 Can you find the book of Job? Is it in your Bible? Some of you know where the sports section is in the newspaper, but you don't know where Job is. Job is before Proverbs and Psalms. All right. Let's read it together. Job chapter 8 verse 7. What does it say? Though thy beginning was what? Thy latter end should greatly should do what? Greatly increase. I'll be come. Come. Put your book down. Put your Bible down. I'll be. Listen to this. She had a dream. Tell us. What you had a dream? Dream you told me. Had a dream. Yeah. That I'll tell you where to stop. Let's go to the point. <laughs> I had a dream that I was going to church in Victoria, and I was walking by two people. There was a white lady and a black man, and the black man was asking the white lady for directions, and um, she told. The white lady was asking who? The black guy was asking the white lady for directions. And the white lady told him that he should catch a certain, a certain bus that will drop him off Lighthouse Church. And the guy asked her, I mean, he didn't know there was a Lighthouse Church, so he said, oh, is there a Lighthouse here? And the lady said, oh, yeah, but this one is different from all the Lighthouses she knows. So I didn't say anything. I just walked past them, and I was going to church. And I went to this big place that we were meeting, there were a lot of people, white, black. I mean, the place was filled. And I walked in. Old, young, color, everybody. <laughs> Multicolored church. <laughs> Amen. There were whites and blacks and old and young. Everybody was there. And I was going to lead praise and worship. I couldn't remember any song. So I went to stand and... Then I started singing something. It looked like we were waiting for Pastor Andy, but he wasn't coming. So Wonderful. Now, this vision is a true vision for all of us. That is why Abby told me about it today. God is trying to tell us that the lighthouse in Canada is going to be different from many of the other lighthouse churches that we know about. It's not going to be maybe like a Ghanaian fellowship, but it's going to have all colors all races, all people. It's not going to be small. It's going to be big. I said it's going to be big. How many want it to be big? And we build our own building in this place. How many want that? How many want to die and they'll write your name that you are a foundation member? Uh, That would be good. Founding member. Is that not a wonderful thing? You were there when it was built. Huh? I believe it. He says, although your beginning is what? 
small, not big. Your beginning is not big. Your beginning is not big. You see, this is where faith comes in. Because the beginning of church work is not a big thing. It is a small thing. And he says, although thy beginning is small, thy latter end shall be greatly increased. Even though at the beginning it is very it's small, small that it gives you the impression that this thing is just what it is and it will never change. I believe with all my heart that by the time that I'm going to be with the Lord, there will be many, many, many nations, many colors, many groups of people, many kinds. It will not just be one, one group of people, let's say just Ghanaians, but all sorts of people, all nations all colors multitudes serving the lord in lighthouse chapel international and i believe that you see i'm saying this because i believe it and it's already happening because in some of our churches like in south africa in geneva zurich and so on we have different nations different colors different they're all coming in and they're all being saved and we have something to offer I don't believe I don't have anything to I believe I have something to offer to the white man, to the black man, to the red man, the blue man, the navy blue man. I have something to offer to all, all of them. Amen. I believe I'm just like Daniel. Daniel was a refugee. He was in a foreign land and he had something to offer to Nebuchadnezzar. He had something to offer to Belshazzar. He had something to offer to Darius. He had something that was relevant, that was important. And I believe that we have something that we can offer. How many believe that? All right. And so although our beginning is small, look at us here. We are not many. But I tell you, we have something in us that can change the world. We have something that the world needs. And I believe that our latter end shall be greatly increased. Nadia, you were there at the beginning, were you not? In the church. In it. We were very few, isn't it? We're not many. Is that not so? But today we are operating in more than 25 countries. 25 different countries. And we have thousands and thousands of members. I mean, a church like ours, a year ago, two years ago, we bought a building for $1.45 million. And we paid for it in cash. Just, a, a, I mean, a small church from a small group of people. Even a company any company in America or even here not Canadian dollars I'm actual American dollars real dollars your dollars are real but not so real I mean that, that, that just even tells you that the church is of a certain substance even though we started as a small group of students this scripture has already happened but it's going to happen again and again and again in another way in another way and it's going to happen for us in Canada and I'm going to preach it to you and tell it to you and I'm going to force it into your spirit till it, you, it, it somehow it will happen and you know what it is going to happen without your efforts, but through God. God will just bring the people and you just begin to wonder that. Man. 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 Where are these people coming from now? Why do they come to us? Why are they listening to us? 
Why is it that now when we speak to them, they, 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 they listen? What is it that makes them flow with us? You are going to wonder. Vancouver, the vision you had, you, you'll see it. You don't have to doubt it. You have to believe it. You go out there and do your very best for the Lord. Keep on preaching. You see, like I'm preaching to you. I tell you, last week on Friday, I met with two of the most senior pastors in Ghana. These two men have despised me at various times in my life and ministry strongly. But as we were sitting down at the table to eat, they were asking me, how many churches do you have in America? And I said, oh, I've, I've not counted. They're around, you know. And then he said, they said, you know, there is a special grace of God on your life to start churches. I was just listening to them. Because I remembered all the things. One of them said, I don't have anointing. Sometime I go say, I don't have, there's no anointing on my life. <laughs> anointing free. <laughs> Another one said all sorts of things about me. And I was just listening to them as they were talking. And they were listening. And I, I was just saying to, thinking to myself that you see, what people have despised today, tomorrow, they'll look at it and say, Me. Me. Look at what the Lord has done. At first we think we are dreaming. Dreaming. I said dreaming. And for me that's my that's my vision. My vision is not for a car. What is a car? My vision is not for a wife or a child. Maybe I've passed that stage. But my vision is not for money. My vision is not for a house. I'm not, I don't have a vision to have a house in Canada. I don't need a house. In, I already have a house. Having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. It's enough for me. I don't need anything else. But even with that mind, God will continue to bless me and I don't know where to put all the blessings. My vision is higher. Let your vision be. You know, I can't have that vision alone. You have to have that vision. And I have to keep preaching and teaching and preaching. I was in Maryland. Teaching and preaching to them. Just like I'm preaching and teaching to you. And I'm here. I'm talking to you. God willing, I'll come back again. And we'll continue and continue and continue. And I'm telling you, mega, mega church, mega church, mega church. It's a seed. 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 And we're going to reap from that harvest. We are scheduling a season of mega church in the days ahead. And you will be part of it. I said you will be part of it. Amen. So the first thing is that our house should be greatly increased. I'm just teaching you from my book. So you should all get the book. Alright. Our time is up. But let's try and round up. The next thing is you must have a vision that the house may be filled. Amen. In Luke chapter 14 verse 23. The Lord said unto the servants. Go out into the highways and hedges. And compel them to come in. And I want you to all take your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 14 verse 23. That my house may be filled. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Are you there? Now, do you know this story? This is the story of the man who had the party. Joyce, my sister at the back there, what's your name? Ejira. Ejewa. Okay. Now, Ejewa, are you there? Jesus could have had a party. Do you know the story? This story. Jesus could have had the party. The man could have had his party anyway. But he was not happy because his house was not filled. So he said, go to the highways. Go to the street. Bring more people. Till my house is filled. That my house may be filled. This is showing us the heart of Jesus. He wants his house to be filled. He wants his house to... He could Listen to me. God can come for us anyway now. He can, he can be okay with us now. But God would prefer for this room to be filled. From here to here, all this could be filled with Canadians. Yeah. All this, there are lots of Canadians waiting. From this place, there could be chairs like that. All around to here, and I have nowhere to walk here. And I'm sharing with them about the mega church. Yeah. And God is saying that, yes, you can be happy with it. But the man was not happy. He said, go out. First, he said that three times. When invite people, give excuses. Second time, he said, go to the streets and the lanes. Still, the house was not filled. Then he said, go to the highways. What do you call your highways here? Highways. Motorways. What do you, I don't know what you call it here. He said, go further. Because there must be, every room must be filled. He had his party with cripples and all kinds of people. And that's why I said, you people... Let me tell you, don't be thinking about millionaires coming to the church. Don't be thinking about Bill Gates and the Kentucky. What's the man who made Kentucky chicken, fried chicken, Colonel Sanders, and all these people? Don't be thinking about them because probably you go and invite them, they won't even come. The poor will come. Refugees will come. I spoke to our pastor in Austria. He was telling me the guys who are coming to the church, they are, you know, refugees and. Uh, uh, Nigerians who are dealing with drugs and so on, he's very frightened and it's like he wishes that he will have other members. I said, my brother, look when you go and you start working and you start inviting they won't come. It is these cripples and these uh, type of blind and others who will come to the party. Because <laughs> the real people will not come. That's what happened. That's what happened. When Lighthouse began, today they are people, important people in the church. But even up till today, Lighthouse is made up of very young people. Yeah. Very young. When you come to the church, somebody stood in front of our church and saw the sea of people. He said, it just looks like a giant youth group. <laughs> <laughs> a giant youth group. Hey, we are young. We are young people. We are young people. And it's good. There are very good and great advantages of young people. People have energy. You see, we are here at uh, the time, 12 o'clock. Some of you went to work. You have energy. You are doing things. You've traveled. Me too. I've traveled. I'm tired. When I call the people in Maryland, they are knocked out. They are conked out. They have collapsed because I've just left there. <laughs> and they are asking me, am I continuing? I said, yeah, I'm continuing. Am I okay? Am I strong? I said, no. By his grace. So there's an advantage in being young. Yeah. There are some things you can't do when you are older. Amen. 
And I'm saying that when you start a church, you can't expect the big and the rich and the influential, the governor of the the governor of Toronto and the mayor of the city. They will not have time for you at all. Perhaps the refugees and the poor people and those without uh, papers and visas and stays and the illegal illegal immigrants and all kinds of people. They are the people who will come and say, "Lord, we love you." <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Amen. Is it not true? Is what I'm saying not true? Yeah. And and that's what the Bible says that is he sent them out because the original group who were invited. No, no, I'm okay, man. I'm okay. The original group who were invited, the rich people from the big man's uh, people, his classmates, his colleagues from work and so on, they didn't come for the party. One of them said he's bought oxen. You can't be poor if you are buying oxen. Five oxen. In those days, when you buy one yoke of oxen, it's like buying a Lexus. One Lexus, two Toyotas, three uh, 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 BMWs, and so on. He had five. Another one said, I bought a piece of land. I'm going for inspection in the night. When you buy land, you inspect it in the night. But he said, I'm going to inspect the land. These were not poor people. Another one said he had married. He had had enough money to do a wedding. Yeah. These were rich people. These are the people that he had invited originally. And none of them could come. Yeah. Who were the people who came? The Bible says the cripples, the maimed, that is people who had deficiencies. Maybe one leg. So you have a lot of, at the, the party, a lot of people with crutches and with one leg, one arm, fingers off, blind with that, that black thing that they put over the eye. These were the guys who were at the party. <laughs> And the Lord said that, I want my house to be filled. Even if it is being filled with these people, I want my house to be filled. I want my house to be filled. And so I told our pastor in Austria, I said that, don't, I said, don't drive these people away. That is what the Lord is giving you. The Austrian people themselves, the white people, the men, they look at you strange. They say, are you okay? These black people, let's call the police on them and so on. Check up their papers. That is how they, they behave. But then you have these ordinary people. Our pastor in Amsterdam, he was telling me there's uh, these witches out in the church, prostitutes and so on. I said, Father, these are the ones that God has given to you. Accept them. Accept them. And keep on preaching to them. When I came to visit the church in Amsterdam, he showed me. I said, where are the witches? He said, you see the one on the back? He said, these are the witches. <laughs> Oh yeah, prostitutes. Prostitutes in the church. And it's like you, you go out and you preach it. When a prostitute goes to work, you think she feels happy. She f- and you preach it. When a prostitute goes to work, you think she feels happy. She feels, she feels so useless and so worthless. But you see, John 3, 16, God so loved the world. You know that verse. What is 17? God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved we are not condemned even if you are a prostitute you are not condemned God doesn't condemn you a man may condemn but God has not condemned you God doesn't condemn people by heart God has not yet condemned anybody we are now in a time of no condemnation God doesn't condemn he has not condemned he still has that we still have that grace and that opportunity to turn around and these prostitutes 
Sometimes when you go into the background, you, your heart will bleed for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that God wants his house to be filled. And when we are humble and we are ready to accommodate anything and everything that God brings us in Toronto, we are going to... There are some people say, this one comes, oh, I wish he was this or I wish he was that. No. Look, I'm not expecting any cocaine dealers to come and make the church rich. I'm waiting for you to grow up and to be blessed. Amen. I'm praying for you and anointing you with oil and preaching to you and teaching you the song that you will be singing when the Lord turn our captivity how we sang, how we laughed yes, I'm expecting you to, to rise up and to be blessed I've been in my church and I've been preaching to the people and telling them and saying that God is going to bless them, God is going to do it and I'm watching God as he does it I said I'm watching God as he does it amen so, so God is saying we must want the house to be filled see it every time you come to church and there are empty chairs and not only empty chairs now in this room there are not many empty chairs but there's empty space it can be filled pastors and church members must not be deceived the church can be filled bigger more 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 you see one day you may have the largest church in uh, British Columbia if you have faith and you believe it one day your, your church will be larger than every church you came to meet oh yes you were telling me there are several churches with about 2,500 members there isn't it in Vancouver yeah but one day you could have a church larger than all the churches you came to meet in that town with more thousands of members and it will just be God using you and when we will stand there we will say we will say man at first I thought I was dreaming look at what the Lord has done is that not a better vision than have a vision to, to own a, a what? Toyota. You see somebody has put a sticker at the back of his car. My Toyota is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting the vision? Yeah. Are you getting the vision? Yeah. Oops. Pour it out. Man. Can you get some tissue to just... Great. I tell you, we are closing. All right, the next one. The next vision. Our vision, the next vision is, first, first one was what? To greatly increase. The next one is that the church should be filled. The next one should be that we should affect the whole world. Amen. Mark 16, verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, go ye into what? All the world. Is that not so? Is that not so? Okay. Okay. God did not send us into a few villages. I said God did not send us to Jane Street and Finch. Finch Street. Is that not what you call it? Shepherd and Lawrence. God didn't send you to a street. How come you have limited yourself to one street? Huh? God sent not his children into Jane Street. And Finch Street. He sent us to the world. Please turn your Bible to Mark 16, 15 and see whether you see Jane Street there. I just want to be sure whether you get Jane Street and Finch Street. Joycelyn. Jane Street. Or Joycelyn Street. Mark. And he said unto them, verse 15, 
Mark 16 verse 15 Go ye into Finch Street Go ye into where? Go ye into Jane Street Shepherd Street But many of us are just happy with Finch Street And Jane Street And then we say yeah It's good But God is taking us further Amen. Amen The next reason Why we must have the vision for a mega church Is because The harvest is truly Plenty Matthew chapter 9 Verse 37 Matthew chapter 9 Verse 37 What does it say? The harvest truly is what? Plenteous. But the laborers are few. Amen. Now, what does a harvest mean? Never forget this. A harvest is a collection of winnable souls. A harvest is a collection of winnable souls. Amen. Winnable souls. Barbara, say it after me. Winnable. Winnable. Winnable means that they can be won. It's not unwinnable. Winnable. A harvest is a collection of winnable souls. And the number of winnable souls is a few. The what? So let's change the word harvest to winnable souls. Okay? And write it down. And let's make it, just change it and say, The winnable souls truly is plenteous. Amen. So it becomes the winnable souls are truly plenty. It is not true that the winnable souls are few. It is true that the winnable souls are plenty. The winnable souls of Toronto are plenty. Ben, it's because you have not won them. That is why there are not many. It's because you have not won them. My brother sitting by uh, Ben, what's your name? William. It's because you have not won the souls. Edna, it's because you have not won the souls. Do you think so, Edna? Yeah. Because you have not won the souls. David. Have you won the souls? The winnable souls are plenty. Amen. I said the winnable souls are plenty. I said the winnable souls are plenty. Look, don't be deceived by people's outward looks. They look organized as if everything is okay. Inside, plenty of problems, issues. They need somebody to talk to, somebody who cares. They need Jesus. They need an answer. People have a lot of problems. I said people have a lot of problems. Lot of problems. You see President Clinton and his wife. Remember when all this problem came? Before then, we always used to see President Clinton holding his wife. Come, holding his wife. 
and walking down the stairs of the big plane, isn't it? They always look very nice, you know, walking, then they were jogging together and all that. But nobody knows the problem that was going on in the house. All that time. Don't be deceived by the outward appearance of it's like everything is okay. Don't be deceived. People have a lot of problems. Look, in Geneva, I can't even say some of the things. You see, you see, my my brother-in-law had a, a, a restaurant there in a particular area. And you see people coming there. People from offices. In suits. Ties. Like people who work in these offices and look, sometimes you go high up, you don't even meet them. Big people as well. They come there, they come to a prostitute. The prostitutes are all around that area. The prostitutes come and they have to go to the prostitute for five minutes for the prostitute to do something. Sometimes not even sex. To do something weird. And you just wonder the perversions and the sickness. It's not even that somebody is doing something nice, but it's like the person is not well. It's not well. It's not well. It's, it's not that the person is having some wild pleasure that others are not having. The person is not well. These people are winnable. I said they are winnable. They are winnable to Jesus. And there are lots of winnable people to Jesus. And we are going to win them. I said we are going to win them. We are going to win them because the winnable souls are plenty. Plenty. Unless you are diff- you know more than God. Then you change the Bible to say the winnable souls in Toronto are few. Mm. Alright. Now, the next uh, reason what, what am I giving you? The vision. Is that not so? The next vision you must have is the vision of depopulating hell. Now, the next vision... How many want to depopulate hell? I want to depopulate hell. Now the next vision that we must have for ourselves, Larry, is a vision of overcoming four lies of Satan. Four important lies of the devil. Now Satan's attack against us and against the church is through Deception. One of them is very strong. And I want to give you four lies which kill that vision to have a mega church. And we want to have a vision to overcome those lies. Okay? How many want to overcome the, the lies of the devil? Now somebody said, oh, are you sure the devil has... Look, do you know how the devil has closed down the church in Europe? How many know that the church in Europe is closed down? Church in Europe has been closed down. Our church in London is trying to buy... We are trying to buy this building there for a million pounds. And more than a million pounds. It's an Anglican church. They are selling it. They are selling it for, uh, what do you call it, to a business, company, anything. And we have put in an offer. We want to buy that building. 
Amen. Amen. Do you think we can buy it? Yes. And when we are buying these things, we, we gather resources from everywhere together and buy. So we come for money from every corner. That's why you must pay your first and best. And you must give offerings and help. Because the time will come, we'll be buying a building in Toronto here. Yeah. And others will send money from somewhere to come and help to pay for the building here. Yeah. Amen. Amen. As we were going around, my pastor was showing me, look at this church building here. It had been turned into apartments. This one has been turned into this. This one. Can you imagine our church back home in Ghana has been turned into apartments? Has been turned into a disco? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? But that is what is happening. Satan has closed down the church. How did he close it down? Strong attack. He sent people like um, Voltaire to come and teach that there is no God, there is no hell, there is no heaven. Life is what you make it. Life is on earth. Heaven is here. Hell is here. You are in charge. You are in control. What you do is what matters. No, nothing else. There's no God. There's nothing that affects your life. Eat and drink for tomorrow you die. If you feel like doing it, do it. If it feels good, it's the right thing. Hey! <laughs> that is the way Europe works today. And the whole of Europe have closed down their church. The other day I was in a train going through France for hours. I don't know where I was going, but I remember. I think I was going to Belgium. And as I go, look, France, you see the tall church buildings and you see the steeples. Is that what you call it? As you go, as the train is going, for one village after village, town after town, they're all there. All those were churches. How religious they were. How spiritual they were. And Satan came with a very strong attack and closed it down the church. It's closed down. The whole of Europe has its church closed down. Our church in Zurich wanted to rent a place. We went to a building that sits 1,500 people built hundreds of years, years ago. Not today's 1,500. Some years ago, when there were not so many people, not so much population, 1,500. And I asked, so what are they doing? He said, they, are, they want to rent it out or sell it out. I said, how many people come to church now? He said, 15. And he said they are only old men, old women. And so they can't, they can't even climb the stairs. And the church service, they come to church once every two weeks. And he told me that from June, they will close it down completely, the church. So they use it for like unemployment benefits and other things to help do certain things. But it's not, it's no more a church. There's only 15 old men and women who come to the church. Satan has successfully closed down the church. By what? Witchcraft? No. No. By occult power? No. His strongest weapon, deception. That is why the Bible calls him the father of lies. Very subtle, very dangerous. It's the strongest. It's the strongest. Some people think when the devil is really moving, you see him possessing some. The person will take off his clothes and so on. Look. Satan's strongest attack against you will not be by a madman but through a lie to believe a lie now that is why our vision is going to include 
disbelieving four lies. I, I told you that already, isn't it? Lie number one. Lie number one is that everything is okay. It is not true. Amen. Lie number two. You have made it. You have made it. Like LCI Toronto, LCI Canada, you've made it. You have not made it. If you think you've made it, the devil has lied to you and you believed it. Lie number three. This is how far you can go. This is how far you can go. It's not true, Pastor Andy. It is not true. How many have thought that before? It's occurred to you before that this, it seems that this is how far we can go. Huh? Have you had that, uh, felt that way before? Didi, you've also felt that way before? John, have you felt that way before? You felt that we can go further. Good. So that means it hasn't affected you. How many have felt that this is how far we can go? Okay. The last lie is, this is everything you can achieve for God. This is everything you can achieve for God. You know? And you begin to feel that this is all. This is everything we can achieve. Huh? That that is a lie. I said it's a lie. I said it's a lie. We can achieve more. I said we can achieve more for God. We can do more for the Lord. Can you believe that the Lord would tell me to go and start a church in the, uh, South America? Can you believe it? When the Lord told me, I said, me, what am I going to do in South? I don't speak Spanish. And the Lord told me, if people can go to Russia to learn how to speak Russian, and then after that, learn medicine, and become doctors in a language they didn't know, then can people not go and learn a, a language and become preachers? Oh, they can do it. Amen. Alright? So we are going to have a mega church. Amen? Amen. And I believe that God is going to bless. I want us to just end here for tomorrow. We'll continue early in the morning tomorrow. Amen? And I believe that God is going to bless us. Hallelujah. Let's go through our songs very quickly. There's an anointing here for touching my soul and changing my heart there's an anointing there's an anointing here falling over me touching my soul and changing my heart my spirit and my soul my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit my life will never be the same oh my spirit and my soul are being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. My life will never be the same. This is
the hour of visitation. Hear the Spirit call out to every person. Come, let us enter in. Come, let us enter in. Bow down and worship Him. This is the hour of visitation. Sing it again. This is the hour. This is the hour of visitation. Hear the Spirit. Come, let us enter in. Bow down. This is, this is the visitation. While he is calling, while he is calling, calling, his spirit is falling. Oh, anointing, anointing is flowing, flowing. This is the obesity. This is the hour. This is the hour of visitation. Hear the Spirit. Hear the Spirit call out to every person. Come, let us enter in. Come, let us enter. Bow down, bow down and worship Him. This is the hour of visitation. While he is Stand to your feet. You, you people are reading love letters to somebody, to the Lord. You must learn it by heart and speak from your heart. Amen. Otherwise, I will pray for you that when they are coming to propose to you, they shall bring notes and read out. How many want them to propose to you with notes? Dear so and so, number one, I have seven points. Point number one, point number two. Kojo, is that how you proposed to Abi? You had eight points and you read each you read each one to her. I don't think so. Alright. When the law oh you can look at your, your notes if you have for now you are allowed to rehearse. Then the real one then you When the Lord and restored But we thought we were
somebody standing next to you sister I feel that something good and great is about to happen to you how you will laugh how you will sing you will be overflowing do you believe it hallelujah lift your hands father thank you for a wonderful time in your spirit in your presence thank you that our lives and our ministries will never be the same again in the name of Jesus Amen, Amen. tell the person next to you God has not condemned you God has not condemned you. how many are glad that you are not condemned mm. huh? otherwise we would have been condemned Amen God bless you you maybe take your seats tomorrow morning is it a camp meeting we are having a camp meeting yeah. alright so tomorrow morning we continue we just have tomorrow and then the day after we're leaving in it so we just have tomorrow so tomorrow what time jocelyn 6 a.m seven let's vote six seven rising bell six starting at seven Basandi. Democracy means the voice of the people. <laughs> All right. Yeah.